Helm, and thanks for tuning in to episode 30 of Unman Uncovered. This is your host, Stephen Gloss, drone subject matter expert, consultant, content creator, and instructor for Consortic, an organization purpose to help you and your organization fly drones safely with training and software. This podcast series sets out to seek interesting profiles within the drone industry and discover unique viewpoints on industry developments and contributions. With me on today's episode is Taryn Taylor. Taryn is a UAS instructor team leader within Enterprise Technology Institute, or ETI. It's an innovative center purpose for drone development, testing, and training for emerging threats. Taryn is an Army veteran with eight years experience as a UAV systems repairer and operator, Today, we'll seek to uncover the fascinating role Taryn and his team at ETI serve within the drone industry. Taryn Taylor, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Hey, thanks for having me, Stephen. I really appreciate it. No, I'm I'm definitely honored to have you on the show. It's been a couple of weeks since I got to meet you in person at the North Carolina Drone Summit and Flight Expo. I got to meet so many amazing people there, including you. I can easily remember you and the work ETI is accomplishing, thanks in large part to your excellent storytelling skills. So with that, I'm going to give you another chance to put those skills on full exhibit by asking you to tell the story again. What is ETI? How did it come about? And how did you get involved? Uh, it's very simple. Uh, ETI's, like you said, Emerging Technology Institute. How it started, it was, uh, it was a very rare experience for me. And, you know, I thank God that I got involved and had the opportunity. So our president, James Freeman, he has a background in entrepreneurship. So he taught business classes at UNC in Pembroke, uh, worked a couple side businesses, and he found that his uh, heart really wasn't in it. He wanted more of a challenge. So he linked up with a gentleman that I know. Um, I'm not going to give his name. A great doctor uh, taught some classes with James, and they kind of were talking about technology coming along, and obviously drones came up, especially autonomous drones and swarming, all that good stuff that I know everyone questions. So this gentleman introduced me to James because he knew I was on my way out of the military. Most of us UAV guys who do get out of the military, we usually work contracting jobs, flying uh, different platforms, usually whatever the customer needs. So I got to meet James. There's a rarity. We met at Smoky Bones, which is right outside of Fort Bragg. He's like, hey, um, I'm looking to start a business. What do you know about drones? And I just kind of smiled. I was like, <laughs> well, I know a little bit. So obviously, when you want to start a business, you look for the needs in the community or the, the country, whatever area, and you create an idea. We saw weaknesses on you know what first responders were doing uh you know a drone is a great tool that first responders ems fire departments whether it's missing persons i mean game wardens let's, let's just keep going pretty much anyone can use it right you're exactly right and it will help their skill set and keep keep them and others safe so i was telling him the weaknesses my ideas his ideas we went back and forth uh we continued the conversation just bouncing ideas i mean long, long talks, created a business plan and moved forward. The next step was, hey, where's the location we can do this? I was like, James, I'm a Texas guy. You know, I've been around here for eight years, but I honestly don't know. Uh, Most likely a rural area. Yeah. What were you guys mainly looking for? Just a big open area for like flying fields and everything? 
flying fields, a secluded area, so people aren't like, oh, what are these guys doing making bombs, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, just people, I don't know, just, you know, creating stories. So he found a he found a great area in Red Springs, North Carolina. It's near Pembroke. It's uh, about 30 minutes from Fort Bragg, North Carolina. We looked at the sectional chart. We noticed that, hey, there's no airspace around it or surrounding it that's anywhere near close where we you know would be flying squads so i was like hey james this is class g airspace and he's like what's class g so i gave him a quick national airspace class there you go get to learn them up right <laughs> yeah, all of us 107 gurus so we, t- we taught him up and a little bit on sectional charts the next thing was facility he had ideas like working near airports and i was like yeah let's keep it rural. We went back and forth, you know, he had nothing but great ideas. I mean, this guy's a hustler and he is a good businessman and just a great guy. Well, we got lucky. We found a building or he found a building that was uh, a little bit of outside Red Springs city limits, but uh, owned by the city. It had been a former car part distribution center. And before that, it was a cotton factory. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. We have cotton fields all around us, you know, cornfields, soybean, uh, so you go, you go from cotton to dro- to cars to drones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So industrial revolution. <laughs> kind of funny. So I was like, yeah, let's check it out. So I go there. And I was like, this place is huge, James. Like, this is way more than we need. He's like, I know it's awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great. So there ended up being 156,000 square feet. Wow. So if people can think of like a Walmart pretty much size that's that is massive it's huge yeah we actually ride electronic scooters around (laughs) i mean we're getting our steps in are they are they uh autonomous (laughs) yeah well eventually they will be hopefully so first thing we did we started renting from the city we were asking permission on things we could do so first thing we did was just clean up and i i mean clean up we spent a good four months just cleaning up the place before any renovation happened. So we had industrial sized racks, like the first flight room, which is about 60,000 square feet. We had about 10 80 meter industrial sized racks that were lug bolted into the cement, had to take them all down and sell them. Oh. So you want to talk about hard work, man. It was hard work. But uh, then we started hiring on individuals. A good buddy of mine who uh, is no longer in the company because he wanted to do uh, other things, Jared Tews, he was an instructor operator, just a great dude. He was he was there with me since day one, and I should have mentioned his name earlier. He was there sweating, great guy named uh, Jason. He's former staff uh, medic. He was there with us helping. We saw a need for what this could be, and we all had that goal. So we were just sweating out, working, working. And then finally, we hired on more individuals. So granted, being a business, like you got to have a lot of faith because you actually kind of go in the hole. Right. Definitely. So Hurricane, what was it? Florence hit us. And man, it tore the building up. Like, Oh, that's, that's a shame. Once the uh, insurance and everything got settled, we started renovating. So now the front area has two huge classrooms, uh, office side internet everywhere. I mean, it's great. And flight room one now has a build section area where we build drones, fly drones from DJI products to Lumineer to whatever you want to do. And now we are starting to work with our first customers. My first customers came 
three and a half months ago. That's really cool. Who all do you work with right now as far as the customers are concerned? Is it mainly military? Is it law enforcement? Is it public safety? Is it basically anybody interested in drones? Like, who, What is your, your customer base right now? So basically, it's anyone interested in drones. We do focus on first responders. So like police force, EMS, forestry's come out, fire department, game wardens. I've been hitting them up like crazy. So pretty much any first responder or anyone who, I'll say game wardens included, that are stretched thin on uh, manpower, we, we work with. So you've got this massive giant building and you have a ton of indoor space. How do you utilize that to create, I guess, more comprehensive and in-depth drone training? Is it a combination of both outdoor and indoor simulations or what? how exactly do you guys pull that off? Yeah, so it is uh, outdoor, indoor. The outdoor area is 32 uh, acres in the back. Uh, we have like a seven, eight acre landing zone and the rest is forested. We also have a 500 acre property. If we want to do fixed wing training, for instance, and most of that's open area, that's about 15 minutes away. So uh, usually when the guys get hands on, most of our classes will structure it like most of them need to get 107 qualified. Right. But we don't want to do death by PowerPoint. So we'll do we'll do rules and regulations. First PowerPoint. And then we'll do, OK, you just did an hour long class. Take a break. Let's do drone skills one and two. So that would, we'll get them on like a DJI like product. And we'll practice figure eights and we'll practice weaving in and out of the poles. We'll practice keeping your camera centered on a moving target. Um, we, we have about 20 skills and drills to get them prepped up before we actually do scenario training, which is the fun stuff. Yeah, I'd imagine you'd even be able to do stuff like uh, sort of simulating nighttime flights if you really wanted to. Yeah, um, we do have a night waiver, so we can do that. Uh, that's mainly for... Uh, Law enforcement, EMS, for missing persons. Um, obviously, you need an IR. So, you know, anyone who's looking for commercial off the shelf, I always recommend the DJI uh, Enterprise Dual. I think it's a pretty cost efficient for these smaller communities that are going with, we'll say, a Matrice 210 with two flare cameras, which outside of most people's budgets, especially these smaller counties. Yeah. As far as the local community is concerned, you're there. I looked it up. You're located in Robeson County. How have they responded to the to the new repurposed building and, and everything that's going on there at ETI? Have you gotten any feedback? Oh, man. So when it comes to anyone who is part of the uh, community or on the city council or on the board, they're loving it. I mean, we're, we're all about the community. We want to provide jobs to these individuals in the community. Robeson County is a very poverty stricken community and we're looking to turn that around obviously you get those people peeking in like what are y'all doing (laughs) no 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 we're not we're not (laughs) like we're literally doing drone training uh helping people to use this skill set to save lives and that that's really it yeah that's that's pretty incredible not only are you kind of reviving an entire community and i'm sure their economy as well but you're literally helping to protect and maintain their safety as well. So that's that's really cool that you're able to marry those two concepts together. Absolutely. So is the training at ETI, is that centered around mainly just one or two platforms or are you able to adapt training criteria to all types of drones? Oh, all types. I mean, uh, most of us who were in the military, we were fixed wing starting off, you know? Yeah, I'm, that's how I was too. Yeah, so especially, yeah, that's how most of us were whenever we uh, started RC, you know, back in the day. So it was mainly fixed wing stuff. 
in the military, I did platforms from fixed wing from 420 pounds all the way down to like eight pounds that were mainly fixed wing, just gliders, the uh, smaller ones. Right. So yeah, we do fixed wing and quads and uh, we can literally tailor it to whatever platform that individual is wanting to train on. Yeah. Do you have the capacity? I know fixed wing kind of requires more space just by the nature of how that those aircraft fly, but can you do any indoor fixed wing flying there at ETI? Oh, I'm sure we could, but uh, our instructors definitely could do it. <laughs> Some of the students, man, uh, we'd have to fix a lot of fixed wings if uh, we like that. <laughs> I'd rather go outdoors on that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So does ETI, do you guys offer any services to the general public or those looking to maybe get just their part 107 or really just get their feet wet with drones? Or is what ETI does more catered to advanced drone training? So it was catered to advanced drone training, but literally the last three months we've noticed like STEM, like K through 12, we want to get these kids that may be underprivileged into drones, get hands-on training, whether it's how to program a drone on beta flight or INAV, how to just do basic flights. Pretty much it, man. We, we want to get it in the hands of the kids because it, it's, you know, not every kid's a football player, a basketball player. You know, some of these kids, their skill set is in technology. So if we introduce it to them at an early age, you know, the sky's the limit for this kid. Yeah, and I think that's a really important thing to hone in on is that we, we need, especially in this country, we need to kind of catch up to where the rest of the world is as far as STEM is concerned. And th this is a great way to sort of re revitalize that interest, especially in children, is to get them, you know, involved with drones. And I think you touched on another thing. It's not just flight training that you guys are involved with. It, it sounds like you're also doing some sort of programming projects and, and development of drones as well. Is that correct? Well, yeah, we, we, we tap into that in the STEM. We leave it very basic. You know, for the kids like Raspberry Pis, Arduinos, how to how to set those up, and I'm just gonna leave that at that right now. That's yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah, that's that's fine. It's it sounds like you guys are really focused on just trying to incorporate all functions of what the drone industry includes, and that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just about flying. It's just it's not just about you know knowing the rules and regs. You know, hey, if I crash this thing, can I fix it? Yeah, you bet. If you know how to solder and you can read a schematic and you know how to watch YouTube videos and learn and teach yourself, sky's the limit. That's pretty cool. So is it just drone training that you do at your facility or are you offering or have you considered offering different types of training as well? Well, when it comes to first responders, um, we actually have a Polaris track on the back 40 or I wouldn't say Polaris track. I'd say a Rova track. So any off-road vehicle that we do advanced off-road driving for first responders. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So we, you know, that's, you know, after we give our pitch to clients or whoever wants to come there, we usually give them a little joyride. <laughs> we have a 70 meter diameter bowl with 20 foot berm all the way around it. And uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah. That, that sounds like a blast. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually is. But that's that's a really cool thing is is that you you've taken this massive building and you're it sounds like you're really looking to ways to just maximize the potential of this amazing opportunity that you guys have. Absolutely. Um we're willing to work with literally 
anyone and everyone when it comes to technology. If you want to come to our facility because you don't have enough training space or you want to, you know, test out on some of your projects, you're more than free to come. We'll help you out if you need the help. You can rent the space out. I mean, we're literally here just to help this field grow. That's really cool. Are the majority, if not all, of your team members former military? And if so, does it sort of feel like you're still in a military environment while working at ETI? How does that all work? So everyone is former military besides Jame, our president. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. So yeah, so it's it's not like working in the military. Uh, military, you know, it's it's a lot more stress, a lot more hours. Here, we definitely still have the military lingo. But we're, we're relaxed. We're just like any other company. Half of us come from uh, the UAV field. The other half, other areas of the military that are a, necess- a necessity to technology. And what would you say are the advantages of having a team that's structured in that way, mostly military, especially when it comes to this environment where you're working with law enforcement and public safety? Oh, well, well, here's the thing. Like law enforcement, uh, SWAT teams, I mean, it depends on their... TTPs and SOPs, but I mean, we know some of us know more, but we know tactics. We know how to work at night. We know how to work long hours. I mean, we've pulled Joe and I, who you met, pulled a 36 hour shift. Wow. Weeks ago without stopping. We took a two hour nap and just kept going. So we have the mentality that, uh, you know, we go home when the job's done. So we actually get a lot done. A small amount of time. Yeah. So in some ways, you really aren't just an ordinary company because <laughs> you don't have many ordinary companies having people pull 36-hour work shifts. So that's that's pretty impressive. And it's not like people make us. We want to do it. And mm-hmm. that's – yeah, that's – I mean, if I were the owner of a business, I would dream of having an employee like that. <laughs> that's every guy on the team. Every guy on the team is willing to pull their, their work, workload. And even though James isn't military, this guy is like a – freaking robot <laughs> he is always on with ideas always calling with ideas i mean he he never stops so i've never seen a guy with this much passion and this much excitement towards something like this yeah just to t- talking with you and joe i mean i can definitely tell that his enthusiasm and his vision for this company is definitely bleeding into everything that you guys are doing as well so it sounds like you guys are set well well for the just a, a continuation of a really, really awesome company. Did you get the flyer simulator? I did not get a chance to do that. No. No, that, I knew that's that was a big pull at our booth. Uh, most people like to fly drones. I was like, have you ever gone full acro in FPV? It's a different ball game. <laughs> and there you go. Just another example of the cool things you guys get to do. Are you able to speak? I saw on the website that uh, some of the taglines as far as what ETI does is one of the things was testing and development. Are you able to speak on any of the development or testing projects that are currently being conducted at ETI? And if not, what at least makes the location such a great site for this sort of tasking? We are doing some tests. Uh, We're keeping it in-house right now. To answer your next question, what makes it a great site and location is just the space inside. If you need that, that area, if you have a lot of equipment that you need to test, but also the outside area. I mean, we have like that I said that back 40 that we can test anything and also if we need a little more room we have that additional 500 acres which is just 15 minutes down the road yeah I mean as far as drone testing is concerned it sounds like pretty much it's super cliche but the the sky is the limit you know 
we we had a chance uh, you i mean you were at the drone summit how many universities were there oh yeah um just just different ideas and we probably talked to every single one of them and every single one of them want to do testing and training at our site with their projects yeah i'm really glad you brought that up i think it's relevant across the industry as a whole is everybody wants to see what these drones can do because every week it's we find a new application we find a new idea and we continually break these limits that we've never even thought were possible a large portion of that has to do with having companies and teams like you that are making these locations available for that to get done and tested yeah you're, you're absolutely right innovation starts with collaboration you know so well, there we go that's what we live by. So, I mean, it's on our wall. So we like to take bright people, bright minds, you know, whether you have an electrical engineering background or you have a military tactics background and merge those together because they're two totally different areas and see what you can come up with. And you'd be really surprised when you bring uh, a lot of different mindsets and backgrounds together, what they come up with. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, that's it's just so cool to see teamwork across the board and just that's what's going on in this industry. It's as you just put it, it's people from all different walks of life with all different skill sets coming together to just create amazing products and solutions. Oh yeah. That's what makes this industry so fun, I think. Absolutely. I mean it's it's I mean, just think about five years ago and then now. It's yeah, it's crazy. And that's not a long time, you know. Oh, no. But in the, in the world of technology, it's pretty much eternity. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. It's every day something new. And you're just like, gosh, I got to keep up with this. That's right. That's the challenge. So if companies are looking for a site to conduct training or do drone testing, are the doors in flight fields, are those doors open? Are they available for third-party use? All they have to do is get in contact with us. And I would say yes. We schedule an appointment, talk to them about what they want to do, try to coordinate with them help them out best we can. But yes, it is open to third party. That's really cool. I, I, for those locals of the North Carolina area listening, it's definitely getting in contact with Terry and his team because it's, I mean, I've only got to see pictures, but just being able to see that building and which is what's available is definitely a great opportunity that needs to be taken advantage of. Yeah. Every time someone visits, they go, wow, it's <laughs> a lot bigger than I thought. Yeah. And people's jaws just drop every time. So as we get close to wrapping this up, I've got a question for you that's going to kind of dig into your heart a little bit maybe. Okay. As an Army veteran, and I believe this applies to a veteran of any branch, then again, I could just totally be speaking for myself here, but I feel like many of us have that itch for continued service, called a longing to be a part of something bigger than ourselves, being on some sort of mission. Do you feel the same way, especially since you just got out of the military? And if so, how has ETI been able to fill that void? Uh, that's a great question, Stephen. Yeah, it's absolutely close to my heart. And I believe it's close to, like you said, any branch member who's a veteran, uh, it's close to their heart. Because, you know, you, you're you part of a team, like your whole career in the military. And then you leave and you're like, wow, I'm not part of group support or whatever brigade or battalion. Now I'm just Taryn Taylor. So, yeah, we drive towards that team, that camaraderie, and just serving people. Like, that's what it's all about, man. At the end of the day, like, you know, you I'll say this. You sit at a bar with a guy who's, and I'm not saying anything bad, but like a business consultant, or we'll 
we'll say a guy on Wall Street who's making millions of dollars and he's just living for the money. He's living for the money. He's excited, but he hates to work. Me, I don't care about my paycheck and none of the other guys do either. We're happy whenever we get to serve someone, help someone, you know, make a difference in someone's life. And uh, yeah, it's definitely close to my heart and the company's heart. Yeah, I feel like that's really what it boils down to. It that's the heart of what ETI is doing. Is you know they've sure you've got the amazing facility, you've got you've got the open fields, and you've got the great team, and those are all extremely crucial and important to a successful business. But at the end of the day, it's it's everybody unified with that one purpose and the one mission, and that sounds like it's making a difference. And it really, I I, I appreciate what you guys are doing with that facet. Hey, I appreciate you, Steve. So for those interested in learning more about ETI, maybe even getting involved with your operations or maybe even joining your team, what resources are available? Where would you point them? Uh, so we, we have a website, eticommunity.com. So www.eticommunity.com. That has all our information, uh, contacts. And you're more than willing to hit me up <laughs> at, uh, well, I won't, give my, I won't give my email out just depending on how many people come. But yeah, just hit up our website and we will get back I promise. We're also on LinkedIn, uh, ETI community. So you can find us on LinkedIn. Uh, we are constantly on that, uh, communicating with individuals and other companies. So yeah, either those two platforms, we, we will definitely uh, get in touch with you. Cool. And I'll have all of those resources here available on the information with this episode. That's going to wrap it up, Taryn. I just really want to thank you for being on today's show, for uh, taking some time. As we're recording this live right now, uh, Hurricane Dorian is bearing down on the East Coast and actually headed pretty close to your vicinity. So I just want to wish you and your family, everybody there at ETI and in the surrounding area, just only the best. Stay safe. Keep you guys in thoughts and prayers. And uh, really, really just take care of yourselves. With that, do you have any closing comments? No, Stephen. Uh just we uh, really appreciate you uh, putting us on this podcast, and I look forward to continuing uh, this conversation with you as the years go on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Well, thanks to everyone for listening to this week's episode of Unmanned Uncovered. Again, this is Stephen Gloss, your host, a drone subject matter expert, consultant, content creator, and instructor for consorting, an organization purpose to help you and your organization fly drones safely with training and software. Want to learn more about how drones can improve your business? Reach out to me and my partners at Consortic, and we'll show you the way. Remember that Unmanned Uncovered is available on Apple Podcasts, so be sure to take advantage of that. Subscribe, stay updated on the latest releases and download episodes to take with you wherever you go. Don't forget to check out my Facebook page, search for Unmanned Uncovered, like the page, and follow me on my search week by week for the drone industry's most intriguing profiles. I always love hearing your feedback and recommendations for these and future episodes, so feel free to leave comments or questions via Facebook or LinkedIn. I'm also always looking for candidates to interview for future episodes, so if you or someone you know might be interested, be sure to reach out. That's all for this week. Stay tuned for next week's edition. And until next time, safe flying, everyone.